Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 411 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is June 8th, 2023. Wanted to come on here because Kevin Acey of the San Diego Union Tribune, he wrote an off-day piece today about the San Diego Padres and mentioned some financial challenges that they are facing. And he even mentioned about how if things don't go the way you know the, the Padres want them to then maybe jobs will be at stake eventually so we're going to get into that here it might not be a long show but I'm sure a lot of people are going to have thoughts in the live chat on this so feel free to give your thoughts you can use that super chat button if you want to make sure that I get to your comment uh, yeah it, it was a wild article to read to be honest like Ken I, I was listening to his last I forget which show it was on but his last radio appearance, and he was saying that, yeah, he's going to be writing an article about the Padres and their need to win, but I wasn't expecting him to say that they're, they've amassed debt, uh, can't, the debt can't get higher, uh, they possibly reached revenue plateau, plateaus, uh, plateau, excuse me, sorry, uh, there could be job losses, perhaps even a tectonic shift in the franchise's philosophical direction. 
uh, if things don't go the right way. So obviously that's a long way down the road, right? The Padres, there's still a hundred games left in the year. They're like three games out of a wild card spot. Like they can still be a postseason team. They can go still win the world series, but right now when an article like that gets written from someone who's around the team, I know some don't like Kevin AC and he has gotten some stuff wrong before, but he is around the team more than we are. And he writes this stuff. It's we're going to talk about it. Like there's going to be interest in it. That's for sure. Uh, So just letting some people get in here. Um, Reminder, you can use my code talking friars on SeatGeek, $20 off your order. Visit breakingtea.com. Click that link that is in my description for the Breaking Tea uh, link for the San Diego Sports Swag, Padres, Aztecs, San Diego Wave. Uh, I see Eddie in the chat. Ben, love watching your videos, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so let's get right into it, huh? So, again, AC today, Padres, pretty much saying Padres, they're facing financial challenges. As the payroll, it's pushing $250 million. They have amassed imposing debt that can't go higher, according to his sources. And that right there, I'm surprised and not surprised. Like, I'm surprised because you think of, you know, these sports owners, billionaires, right? All of the fans that are coming to the ballpark, the revenue. Uh, But... Then you realize, well, Bally Sports, you know, they were supposed to get a bunch of money from Bally Sports on this deal, and they're only going to get 80% of that money from Major League Baseball. That's what Major League Baseball said. They're going to give 80% of the money that Bally was going to give to the Padres. So they're not getting all their money. So there's millions of dollars that they're losing right there. And you can't make up millions of dollars easily just by uh, in ticket revenue. Like they were probably already countering that in, accounting that into the revenue for this season. So it's not that surprising that they have amassed some debt that's probably going to happen this year uh, because of the Bally stuff. And if this team doesn't win and fans don't sell out the ballpark constantly in the second half of the season or in the last couple months of the season, if things go like off a cliff, then you're you're not getting revenue there. So there you go further into debt. You know, and like this team has to win and we can get more into that, obviously, but this team has to win. Uh, we can talk about it from the financial point. You know, I'll, I'll talk about it from like the player stuff, obviously, but financially, I mean, I don't know how many fans really care about it because it's not our money. It's not like we're in debt, uh, but for the Padres, they get a bunch of money from the postseason revenue. And I'm sure Peter Seidler, you know, all the money that he's giving to these superstar players, this big payroll, he is factoring it. He probably factored in. Yeah, we're going to make the postseason. Like, that's how I'll get a lot of the revenue in. You know, we'll make the postseason. Well, if that doesn't happen, then you're screwed even more. And I'm not saying, like, Peter's going to have to go, like, sell the team or anything like that. But it's just not an ideal spot, especially when we thought the Padres, they're going to be in on Shohei or having to have a chance at extending Soto, you know, and maybe a chance at bringing back Hayter, you know, like all of, all of those things that we hear. And then there's this that comes out like, no, there, there's financial challenges that the Padres are facing right now. And they're going to be facing this year. And it could get worse if the team continues playing like this. Uh, it could be troubling for those future desires of Padre fans, right? Wanting Otani or 
wanting to keep Soto. So we'll see. I know Scyther has a ton of money, but this isn't great to be hearing, uh, to be honest. Uh, possibly have reached revenue plateau in the face of what would be waning fan interest. And the waning fan interest obviously would be if the team is not winning. Uh, and the revenue thing, kind of reaching the limit, it's not, it's not surprising. Like, you can only sell X amount of tickets at Petco Park, right? The Padres, they've sold out over 20 games already at Petco Park. And they're going to smash through that Petco Park record, which is 26, right, in a regular season. They're going to smash through that. You can only sell so many seats, you know? So you're, you, it, the, the revenue that you're getting from ticket sales, it is capped. At some point, it's going to be capped. Even if you sell out every game, it's capped. So there you go. You max out there. And with the talent that was on this team going in, the hype going into the season, you knew that there was going to be a ton of sponsors. They have, a, they have all the sponsors and all that, all the sponsorships that they could ask for, right? Everyone's in on this Padres team, right? All the outfield walls, everything. So you kind of max out at the sponsorship stuff too. So now there's that, that plateau there, like that limit. And with this high payroll, and if you don't make the postseason, let's say, and there's a ton of revenue that's now not coming in because you don't make the postseason or you don't make a deep run into the postseason, because you get more money, obviously, as the rounds go on. If you don't make that deep run, then you're you're not getting that revenue that you that you were hopefully planning for, or you were maybe not planning, you were you were hoping to get that revenue, right? Because you were like, yeah, this team's going to make the postseason. This team's a World Series contender. But that hasn't it, – it, they're not playing like a playoff team right now, right? So, again, they're facing – if you're just tuning in, they're facing financial challenges. Now, I, I don't know how much Padres fans totally care about this. Like, they care about the team's play on the field. But I'm just saying, like, well – I know they're going to be able to pay for like the big guys like they have to, but I'm talking about, you know, future big stars that maybe they want to bring in. Is this going to hurt their chances at that? So that's looking in the future, but you know, as for now, I mean, obviously coming up with this series against the Colorado Rockies, you know, you know, the Padres, they're not that far away from the Colorado Rockies. And we'll get into that kind of the series preview in here in, in a little bit. Uh, but I did want to talk about this AJ Preller uh, thing as well, because Kevin AC did mention jobs, like jobs essentially being at stake. Uh, so we'll get to that here after this break. Check out Gaglione Bros famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Okay, so Kevin AC, another thing that he said as well in his article, if the clock strikes midnight sooner than expected, there is a great potential for job losses and perhaps even a tectonic shift in the franchise's philosophical direction. What does that translate to? If the Padres fail here, that like they don't make the postseason, then Preller's gone? That, that, that's what that translates to, is, does it not? tectonic shift in the franchise's philosophical direction who makes the decisions on the direction 
baseball-wise. A.J. Preller, right? There is a great potential for job losses. What are those job losses? What? So A.J.'s going to keep his job, and it's going to be just the hitting coaches? That's what Kevin means by the job losses, just the hitting coaches? I don't think so. Like, if they don't make the postseason, this season is a failure. Easily. I think some people would say if they don't get out of the wild card round, it's a failure. Maybe some would say if they don't get at least to the NLCS, it's a failure based on the expectations going into this season. So who, who, who are these, these people that would lose their jobs here if the clock strikes midnight sooner than expected? If they get eliminated sooner, sooner, much sooner than expected, is AJ going to stay here? I'm someone, and I've said this in the past, I'm someone that I th- that thinks that AJ is the right guy. He has flaws, and I think he does need to change in some areas, but I think he is the, he can be the right guy. And it's hard for me to believe that Seidler's going to start anew. Like, he's going to fire AJ and bring in someone new who's going to be hamstrung because he already has all these big contracts here and the farm system isn't as strong as it used to be because of the Soto trade and many other trades, right? How appealing is this job to Theo Epstein, right? Coming out of the commissioner's office, he's just going to jump. He's going to want to jump into this job with a bunch of guys already signed to contracts. Some guys, maybe he wouldn't have signed to long-term contracts. Would he jump at it? You know, I don't know. Um, I think fans would definitely have the right to say, yeah, AJ needs to be gone if they don't make the postseason. I mean, great, made it to the NLCS last year, but they have not won a World Series with AJ. They've cycled through managers, cycled through hitting coaches. They've improved the team, like, or he has, you know, year after year, but still nothing happening, right? What's that common thing? The common person, the common root of not being able to get to the top. The Padres can't do that this year. The common thing there is A.J. Preller, right? The guy that's running the show. And I know he has the contract extension. So it's hard for me to picture that he's going to, that he would be gone after this season. But again, who else is Kevin referring to here? There is a great potential for job losses and perhaps even a tectonic shift in the franchise's philosophical direction. Direction of the franchise. So they're going to go all in to what if they don't have success this year? What What's the direction? For me, direction means starting with a new head guy. That's a new direction, right? Or is Seidler going to say, Preller, you're going to keep your job, but I'm telling you, you're doing this, this, and this. We're not doing it your way now. Like, I'm doing this, you know? I, Seidler's not that guy, I don't think. You know, he he lets guys do their jobs. And so I don't know. It's I'm just hoping it doesn't get to this point, obviously. Like, just please let's not have this get to this point. Make the postseason. Let's go on a long run. Turn it around offensively. Like, show some consistency. This Padres offense needs to. Like, come on. Because this team, they have the core talent. It's there. They're just underperforming. The pitching staff's been good this year. There's a lot of encouraging signs in the rotation. There's encouraging signs in the bullpen. There's encouraging signs from some guys in the lineup. You know, Juan Soto's one of those guys. 
But can Manny start getting going? We'll see what happens with Bogarts. But can this lineup be consistent? You know, this Colorado series would be a great time to start that. Live up to the potential so we don't have to get to this point, right? Live up to the potential so you can keep selling out the ballpark. You can keep you can sell out the, the, the ballpark in the postseason. And we don't have these big, like, debt issues. I, I say we, the Padres organization. Um, again, we're not in debt, but, like, Peter Seidler, if things don't go right, he's losing money this year. And he's probably losing money anyway because he's not getting all of the, the Valley money, right? And he has to pay, obviously, all of the employees at the stadium, all the employees that you know play for the team, the coaches, front office, everything. So he's fine with losing money. Like I'm pretty sure he's fine with losing money if the team gets to where they want to be. If he's losing money and the team doesn't get and they fail, they don't get where they want to be. He's going to be happy about that? No. You know, he wants to still bring in money too, but he wants to win. He wants to win. So, yeah, there, there was a lot in here. There was a lot in here from AC uh, about, you know, the Rocky series coming up, obviously. And I'm just, I'm just reading from some of this. It is true that the importance of now is often overstated, but there can be no denying that this is a huge moment for the Padres, talking about the next few weeks, right? It is not overstating the situation to say one of the most crucial periods in franchise history will play out over the coming weeks. Let me say that again. It is not overstating the situation to say one of the most crucial periods in franchise history will play out over the coming weeks. I mean, he is he is right. Like the Padres, they haven't had a ton of winning in the history, right? Most anticipated season in Padres history. If they fall further under 500 and they have to change direction at the deadline, which they're this far in, I just don't see them being sellers. But if this Padres team can't be consistent and they can't score some runs consistently and Seidler, Preller, like doesn't really believe in this team, Maybe they, they'll have to change the direction and look towards 2024 instead of 2023 here, which is all we're focused on, right? Or which is all we were focused on going into this year is 2023 all in, win. This is you know, World Series. Like, this is our expectation, right? So if they don't, if, if things go the wrong way here, then yeah, the direction could change and I don't even want to imagine like trading Hater on Walkie or trading Soto. Obviously, I don't want that to happen. I don't even want to think about that and have that to that point. But that's where my mind wanders when AC talked about, yeah, uh, the coming weeks, like most crucial periods in franchise history. If things don't work out well, what's going to happen? Because with all the Padres did give up in these trades, if things don't work out in a season and they know it's not going to work out by the deadline, you would think that the front office, you know, A.J. Preller, he's the lead guy. He's going to want to get something back so that this franchise is in a good spot. Because I think he feels like he's safe because he has the extension. Peter Seidler loves him. But I feel like if he, 
if they make the postseason, maybe Siler's like, hey, we made the postseason and whatever happened, happened. You know, he built a good team. Players need to be better. Maybe that's what Siler will say. But if they don't make the postseason, then like Siler, he has the reasoning like, yeah, dude, you've been here for a while. I had faith in you, but come on. Didn't make the postseason this year. At some point, something has to change. Again, I, I hope we don't get to that point, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm just going down this article right now because I've read it like three or four times. And there's a lot. AC saying, and while there is time in the Padres' current situation, it likely isn't on their side. If the clock strikes midnight sooner than expected, there is a great potential for job losses and perhaps even a tectonic shift in the franchise's philosophical direction. That, that screams AJ for me. Uh, it is true this is merely the first season of the 11-year contracts given to Bogarts, Manny, Tatis is 24, Musgrove, Darvish locked up through 2027, 2028, but awarding substantial long-term contracts that allowed the Padres to say they locked up their core for the long haul also locked them into a need to make it work now. And that's the thing, like having to win now because they have the long core, but they have the long core because they were willing to pay for those later years where you're not really expecting as much from them then as you're expecting now. And now some of these guys are performing like probably expecting them to at the end of these contracts, right? They shouldn't be performing like that now. And you had you secured these long deals, right? And you're going all in because you acquired guys like Juan Soto and Josh Hader for their primes, for one, two years of control left, right? To pair those guys with the core of players in their primes. So the long-term stuff, like we can look at, yeah, these guys, it's great. Long-term, that's great. Long-term contracts. Right, we know these guys are going to be in a Padres uniform. That's great, but is it a guarantee that we're going to have this same, this uh, this this much talent on this team? Are we going to have another Josh Hayden next year? Are we going to have Juan Soto in a couple years? That Juan Soto type talent, maybe not. So this could be the Padres' best chance, and I feel like it is. I mean, we we can't predict the future, but you feel like it is on paper, talent wise. Like this is their best chance here with all of this superstar talent because they're not getting, they're not getting younger. Right. So like it, you know, there's the long-term contracts, but it does have to happen now. It's not just for those, you know, the financial reasons, the debt and all that. Like, again, Padres fans, I don't know how much you care about, Oh, Peter Seidler, maybe he's going to be in debt. Uh, you care about the winning, you know, taking advantage of having Josh Hader and Juan Soto on this freaking team. Right? Like, capitalize on that. They got to cap, they have to capitalize on that, or else it's a failure. It is. All right. I'm going to get to the chat. I'm sure people are fired up about this. Again, if you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question in here, click that super chat button. It supports the channel as well. I'll get to y'all here in a second. Sorry, I just came on here. I'm fired up because I just did a breakdown on the Oklahoma softball team. I mean, they lost one game this season. They won 53 games in a row. Just won the Women's College World Series. So I just did a breakdown breakdown on them. That's out on my 
Baseball Struck YouTube channel, so you can check that out after this show is over. And I was pumped up there, so I guess that energy transferred over uh, to this show tonight, even if it's on an off day. But I'll be back after this here. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's Underdog Fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, let's get to the chat. I'll have my underdog fantasy stuff, obviously, tomorrow again with my pregame thoughts. All right. Got to Eddie, Ben, love watching your videos, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate all you for being here tonight. JD's third, we don't have a farm right now. You devalue your minor league talent by calling them up too early simply because you have mismanaged your roster to start the season. Does Preller call them up too early, or is he trading them to get the, the, the veteran star players? Who has he called up too early? Like devaluing the minor league talent by calling them up too early. Who has that been? I'm not sure I get that point. Brent says, guess we can forget about extending Soto and signing Shohei. So here's the thing, like the Padres could go on and win the World Series this year, and they have a ton of money that comes in from that. So we won't be thinking about that, right? But, you know, sitting on an off day when there's no Padres game and reading this article, and it's like, yeah, they've amassed imposing debt that can't go higher according to these sources. Uh, yeah, that, that makes you worry because if things go down, then the debt will go higher because fans look, Padre fans, they've shown up obviously, but why should they continue to show up and sell out Peco park? If this team is not a contender, you know, in late August and in September, right? So they're not going to be bringing in the, the ticket sales that they thought they were going to, if this team does struggle and continues to be inconsistent. So, again, hopefully we don't have to get to that point, and 
they, you know, we're still going to be in on Shohei and in on on Soto. Uh, but, you know, this, this is something that could happen. You know, the Padres, they could end up not being in the best spot to bring back Soto or bring in Shohei because of some revenue lost this year if they continue to underperform. And the Bally thing, obviously, is huge because Bally, what was it, $60 million a year or something like that? I think 80% coming to the Padres. So they're losing out on $12 million, I think. That's a good amount of money, even if you're Peter Seidler. That's a good amount of money that you're losing out on. And you can't just make that up with, with ticket sales. And again, there's a cap on that, right? You're not just going to make $12 million up on the you know fans going into the Padres store, right? And no, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think Seidler's broke. It's just with the Padres, he's probably going to lose money this year. And I think he did say that he's fine with that. I saw something, maybe it was a source article, like earlier in the year that he's okay with that as long as, you know, they, they win, right? He's a fan too. He's also in the business of making money, so I don't think he'd be happy about losing money. But he was willing to pay the price here, uh, this big payroll, if that if it got San Diego a winner. And obviously I love that. Yeah, Phil, I know. Preller has said in other interviews they do the opposite of what AC reports. I know. So what are you saying? They're they're not in debt. They're in perfect. They're actually not in just good standing uh, money-wise, but they're in tremendous. Like, they're gaining a ton of money this year. I don't know if that's the case. When you have Bally leave and you have a high payroll, I don't know if that's actually correct. Yeah, Austin, I agree. It all goes back to the Bally Sports San Diego situation because that fell through. Padres are losing money from it. Uh, Dan says, many in the know have confirmed this story regarding debt ceiling a few weeks ago. Major League Baseball will have to allow more debt. What do you mean allow more debt? You mean if a team... If a team is losing money, they're losing money. Does Major League Baseball control how much money a team loses? Like, the agreement was 80%. To any team that has Bally leave them, Major League Baseball is giving them 80% of what they would have gotten. And I'll get to the rest of the chat here, but I see someone bring up the Rockies. So, quick series preview. Padres Rockies this weekend. Again, it's a great time for this offense to show it can be consistent, right? I mean, you're playing a last-place Colorado Rockies team. They're 26-38. and 38. They're three games behind the Padres in the win column, which isn't a big gap, which is embarrassing for the Padres. But look at the run differentials. Padres plus 16 on the year. Colorado negative 66. They suck. Go win this series. Hey, if you sweep the series, that would be amazing. But go win the series. Take two out of three, have that be three of the last four games, and come back home and get ready for the Cleveland series. Like, Dick Montfort, he looks right right now, and I hate to say that. But remember Dick Montfort in the offseason, what the Padres are doing, I don't 100% agree with. 
they have some holes too. And at that point when Montford said that, I was like, dude, worry about your own holes. You're talking, you're not trying to win. And you're trying to talk about a team that made it to the NLCS last year and is actually trying to win. Like, stop. Your best players like Jerks and Profar. And no disrespect to him, he's, he's a solid player. But come on. Uh, or Ryan McMahon or whoever their best player is. Like, you don't have Juan Soto, Tatis, Manny, Bogarts. Like, that's that was my mindset going into the year. Like, come on, shut up, dude. But now, I mean, I still don't, I still think Montford should just shut up. Like, it's a bad look to, to be criticizing a team that's trying to actually win, you know the owner trying to actually win and show that he cares. That's bad to criticize him. You're just, I guess you're just trying to make yourself look better or make yourself feel better. Uh, but he looks more right now. What the Padres are doing, I don't 100% agree with. And look what's happened. You know, the Padres, they're not that far away from the Rockies that have a much lower payroll. And the Padres have showed that they do have some holes on this team. Uh, especially in the offense. And, you know, the catching spot, they they have filled that hole at least temporarily. Don't know if Gary's going to do this the whole year, but they've kind of filled that for a little bit. We'll see how long that goes, but there's other holes on the team, obviously. Um, but yeah, it sucks to say, but Dick looks a little right right now. Uh, James says, I work as a concession supervisor at Petco Park and ours are, are on thin ice. Now I know why. Well, if you're concessions, do you work for the Padres or do you work for another company that's like has a relationship with the Padres at the park? Because I think if that's the case, then maybe that's not the Padres deal. That's whatever company you technically work for, their deal. Um. I don't know. I don't want to comment too much on it because I have no idea where your situation is. Austin says, we have 20-plus sellouts in June. Trust we will continue drawing fans. No, I look, I think the Padres fans are going to continue to show up. They're going to show up through the trade deadline. They'll show up probably in August. But if this team is 10 games under 500 in September, why should we show up? Or season ticket holders, they'll probably show up or sell the tickets. But why should fans sell out the stadium? if the, the players aren't putting on a show for them. If the, the team sucks at home, why should the fans sell out the ballpark, continue to sell out the ballpark? Why? So, yeah, short term, they're fine. But it's about, you know, end of the year, what's going to happen? JD's third says only a small percentage of revenue comes from stadium ticket sales. Fans don't realize these sellouts are great for PR, but not for the bottom line. They think just showing up is it. Yeah. I mean, look, the Padres, they do get a, a good amount of money from the ticket sales and they raise the ticket prices for a reason, right? Like they get, they get revenue from it for sure. I understand what you're saying. Like the TV deals, a big part of it, obviously. Um, yeah, I get it sponsorships right that, those are huge parts of it um but you're telling me that the padres would be okay with not having sellouts and not getting the expected revenue from fan tickets that they thought they were going to get if this team continues to struggle down the line this year 
they're not going to want that. So I get your point, but there's still a good amount of revenue that comes in from the ticket sales. Come on. Chad says Preller's formula is finally blowing up in Seidler's face, a.k.a. pocketbook. Yeah, I mean, Seidler's the one that approved these deals, though. Like the big money deals, he had to sign off on them, and he has said yes. So I don't know if Seidler's so pissed off at, like, Preller. You know, he signed off on the deals. Uh, so he wanted, like, it, it seems like the front office wasn't too huge on signing Manny, giving him that big extension before the season started. They were going to let it play out, maybe. And if it did, I mean, they may have saved some money. Now, Manny can turn it around, obviously. I still believe in him, but just saying, just the way it's panned out so far this year. Seidler, when he got to spring training, that's when things changed and they got the extension done. So Seidler, with the big guys, is just, I mean, he he approves it. He meets with the players in free agency. The extensions meets with them. Like, it's not like it's just a Preller thing. So maybe Seidler's, yeah, Seidler's pissed off, obviously, with the way the team has performed this year. But I don't know if he sees it as, man, I shouldn't have let Preller spend my money like this. Because Seidler has a say in it, too. There's been some bad signings. There's been some bad trades. If I were Seidler, I'd probably be more mad about the trades. Because there's some big ones that stand out, obviously. We just saw some of those guys with the Mariners, right, coming to town. The Coolest Three says, Cronenworth and Kim need to be traded. I'm sad to say. Uh, well, that's not going to happen. Maybe one, but Cronenworth's not going anywhere. He just signed an extension. He is a very important piece to this team. Yes, he's had a down year, and it's been frustrating. but. He plays multiple positions. He posts, like, and usually he's a line drive guy, competitive at bats, gets on base, great defense. Like, he's he's one of the leaders of the team. Um, he's not going anywhere. I, I'd say Kim has a higher chance of being traded, but he leads baseball and defensive run saves. I think it's at plus 16. So you think the Padres want to part with him? Like, at the end of the day, the bigger guys in this lineup have to be better. Jake, including him, needs to be better. Bogarts, when he comes back, needs to be better. Manny needs to be better for sure. Soto needs to continue this. Tatis needs to be a little bit better. The DH spot need more from. Gary, we'll see if we'll, we'll see how much production they continue to get out of him. But yeah, there's I mean Grish needs to be better. Whoever's playing center needs to be better. Uh, offensively, I mean. So it's a big lineup thing. It's not it's not just one guy. And Kim's not a guy that they went into the season relying on offensively. It's a lot of other guys that have not performed up to their level of expectation, right? Or the the, the fan base expectation level for those guys. Jad says we need other GMs in the in Major League Baseball to be as crazy as Preller to help clean up the mess he made. What do you mean? Like other GMs give, like make great trades with us, like for us, like we we steal players from other teams. Is that what you're saying?
HW says, what financial challenges? Well, according to Kevin AC, there's, uh, well, the payroll, obviously, side has to pay the guys. There's, uh, they've amassed imposing debt that can't go higher, according to sources, or else they'll be in more trouble. Um, and there's, there could be great potential for job losses and tectonic shift in the franchise's philosophical direction. And if, if Preller goes, front office goes or whatever, like those guys still have to get paid those contracts, right? I think. I think Bomel has one more year on his contract. He's not going to get fired. I would be shocked if he gets fired. Like this is on the players or on Preller if like they don't make the postseason or anything, you know, something like that. This isn't this isn't going to be like Bomel. Um, you know, Preller walking down there and saying, sorry, Bomel, you're gone. They're, he's not going to be able to hire what would that be now? A fourth manager, Andy, Jace, Bomel, and then him. I know there's been interim guys because he started with Bud Black, but I'm talking about hirings. Sather's going to let him to hire someone else. Like who? Who is he going to go to other than Bomel? Right? Like it's not going to be Bomel that's gone. He'll be gone when he retires, I would assume, or he he steps down. I think his contract's through next year. Jim Russell AI's in here. What's up? I do see that super chat. I appreciate that. What's up, dude? Love the fashion. Go Padres. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love the passion from all of you. All of you, almost 100 people in here on an off day talking about your favorite team. I love the passion. Yeah, I agree, Lauren. Team has to get some early leads. It's essential. And winning those close games, right? Like I, I talked about the run differential earlier, plus 16 for the Padres, and they're only three games in front of the Rockies in, I think, the win column. That's not that, that's about them not winning close games. That's what that's about. So series opener, if you're listening to podcast platforms, you're probably listening on Friday. So here today, uh, for those people. Friday night, Darvish against Austin Gomber. That's at 540. Ryan Weathers against Kyle Freeland on Saturday. That's at 1210. And then 1210 again. Blake Snell against old friend Denelson Lamette. Lamette, by the way, at 1242 ERA this year. He has not picked more than three innings in any outing. So I wouldn't expect him to go long. But maybe in the three innings that he pitches, he strikes out like seven Padres because he's a former Padre. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Uh, Jason says, what do you mean 22 sellouts? I think that's how many they've had this year. They're going to smash through that record because 26 is a is the record. James says the stream went dead. The stream's dead. Are you sure? I don't think so. I see a bunch of comments still in, so I'm going to keep talking. So hopefully it's I'm on YouTube here and it's still going. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, like, Kevin Acey's a moron. They don't like him. Look. He's closer to the situation than we are. Uh, sometimes he gets stuff wrong, but sometimes other guys get stuff wrong as well. So, um, look, Kevin, he really tries to get everything accurate and really do his job and be really careful with the thing that he things that he reports. Uh, if you listen to his interviews on San Diego Sports 760 and all that, like he's talked about that, so... Maybe not everything's going to be right, but when a beat writer reports this and he mentions sources and all that, we're going to talk about it because it's an interesting subject for sure. I mean, right when this came out today, it was in the middle of John and Jim's show that I was listening to, and that was like the rest of their show is probably going to be done at the end of the year if they don't make the postseason. And because Jim you know, saw the same thing that I did about the, about Kevin talking about, there is a great potential for job losses. If things don't work out, perhaps even a tectonic shift in the franchise's philosophical direction, direction of the team. That's not a manager. What's the direction? It would be Preller, right? That's what it shouts Preller to me. HW says they need to unload X. Well, that's not happening. They just signed him. Who would want the contract either? Especially with the wrist stuff that's going on. Look, I hope the contract ends up working out. Um, and he, he had a really good start. And I'm, I'm not really concerned about Bogarts long term. Uh, I think people that are making the comparison to like, uh, who are some people saying? Like a Hosmer contract, like a big overpay, or uh, making comparisons to like Anthony Rendon. Like, come on, it's way too early to be talking about that. Same thing with Cronenworth. Way too early to be talking about it, talking about that. Comparing it to Hosmer. Come on. Yeah, all a Padre fan 
can really do is keep the faith. That's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I'm obviously irritated with the team, but I'm not, I still have faith they're going to be a postseason team, and they'll they'll you know maybe they will be in debt this year and lose money, but I still think they'll be a postseason team. Uh, and I, I I lean towards AJ not going at the end of the year, um, just because of everything that he has in place and Seidler's faith in him and all the contracts that are locked in that Preller has helped get locked in. I just don't see him leaving with all the work that he's put in and everything that has happened. They're all in. So to make a change at the the president of baseball operations spot, I find that hard for, for Seidler to do uh, when they're going all in like this. That's, that's how I feel. Uh, quick reminder again, SeatGeek code talking friars, $20 off. So if you want to go to one of the Cleveland games or the Tampa game, one of the Tampa games, excuse me, uh, in this next homestand, use that code talking friars. Click that breaking T link in the description for great San Diego sports shirts and sweatshirts, San Diego Wave, Aztecs, Padres. Loyal, by the way, they play on Friday night at home, debuting the new uh, jerseys. So that'll be cool. I think playing, who is it? San Antonio? Let me double check. I think it's San Antonio, right? Or is it Sacramento? Sacramento. Sorry. San Antonio was last week, right? Yeah, San Antonio, they tied last week. Sacramento, Friday night, 7 p.m. And then the Wave playing tomorrow as well, 5 p.m. So it's going to be, hopefully, it's, it's going to be a good start to the weekend for San Diego Sports. Padres can get a win, and then the Wave and the Loyal can also get wins. I'm seeing the chat. Only fools wanted Soto gone, HW says. Yeah, there's people that actually are like, yeah, tra- trade Soto. He needs to go. I'll only advocate that if, like, things really go in the wrong direction this year. And you just feel like, yeah, they're not going to win next year either. And Soto like says, yeah, I'm, I, I don't like it here. Or there's signs that he's he's not going to come back. Then I don't even know if I'd advocate for it. Like he's just such a great talent that I want to see this out. Even if he leaves, like they traded all of that for him. So let's max out the time that we have with him. It's not guaranteed that we get him for the rest of his career. So get as much as you can out of him. Um, if things aren't working out at the deadline next year, I guess deal with them, but I think you'd want to give it every crack that you can with Soto. And that's a long way down the road. Like, look, again, there are a few games out of a wild card spot here. You know, they could go be a postseason team. They have the talent. We're only in this spot because the talent just hasn't consistently lived up to uh, our expectations, their expectations going into the year. Some saying that this is me. This is speculation from AC. Well, he listed sources in there, so some of it might be speculation, but um, there's stuff in there that is sourced. Chad says the window is tiny before the max contracts end up completely handcuffing the team. And that's, that's kind of what I said earlier, right? Like about the urgency to win now. It's not just about like the money stuff. 
and debt, but about having Hayter and Soto on this team for maybe a limited amount of time and having these big contracts that might not work out or might not look good in the last few years, these guys, they're paying these long contracts so what they so that they could have them for now. So having all the talent that they have now, this window right here, Seidler says he doesn't believe in windows, but come on. At least the core, right, these leaders on this team, these superstars that are here long-term, they're not going to have a prime forever. And we don't know how long Soda's going to remain a Padre, how long is going to be a Padre. Is this going to be his last year? Don't know. So, yeah, they got to maximize it. I agree. I see a lot of going back and forth about the revenue that the Padres get in, in ticket sales. Like, there's a lot, right? I mean, I know not every um, ticket is the same price, but let's, because I know like the, the really expensive seats are, you know, can be hundreds of dollars, thousands, right? Let's go 42,000 is, is 50 fair to say? Is that fair to say 42,000 times 50, 50 bucks? Because some aren't 50 bucks, but then there's the expensive seats as well. Is that okay to say? If if that's the case, then they make over. Is that right? They make over two million dollars a game on the sellouts. If it's forty-two thousand times fifty, or do they have this listed? Maybe they have this listed somewhere. Average ticket price. Average ticket price. Uh. For Padres, twenty-seven bucks is what I'm seeing here. So let's say forty-two thousand, and that wouldn't. This isn't probably the right way to do it because again, there's the expensive seats. But forty-two thousand times twenty-seven, and that's over a million dollars that is coming in from those tickets per game. But obviously, the payroll is well over two hundred million dollars. So all the sellouts, right? That could you could just cancel out the sellouts, right? That you get, and you cancel that out with some of the payroll that you're paying, right? So, I get, I get JD's third. I know he's been talking about it. A lot of people talking about how small of a percentage the ticket revenue is. I'm not sure how if if there was like a pie chart, how big or how small the ticket revenue would be in the revenue, the the Padres pie chart revenue, but um. There's a lot of money that comes in, but the team is very expensive to pay for. So it may seem a lot, but that's like a few Manny Machado games. Chad says, Preller should have saved the Bogarts money to fill a hole that actually needed to be filled. Well, here's the thing. there That was a hole that needed to be filled. Maybe not that specific position, but they needed an offense upgrade. They still thought. And that, to add one of the better consistent bats in baseball, that's upgrading holes. It is. They decided not to go upgrade, spend big and, you know, bring back Josh Bell or anything like that. And they brought in, you know, one-year deal for Nelly. And I think it's a multi-year deal with Carpenter. And then there's, I think there might be an option. They went smaller there, but they went big with Bogarts. 
And with that, they didn't have to spend in the outfield because they could move Tatis there. So they decided to fill holes in a different way. Instead of just filling the hole directly, like positionally, they filled it at another position and they moved people around because they wanted the best offense offensive player just in the whole, all of free agency instead of the best offensive player maybe at that position who's not as good offensively as Xander Bogarts. Like that's what they were doing there in the offseason. All right, I'm just going through the chat here. Someone wants Preston Tucker to be called up. Okay. Chad says, yeah, I can't for the life of me picture Soto in San Diego after free agency. Yeah. I mean, I think going into this year or in the offseason, I thought that the Padres are going to end up getting one of these guys, Otani or Soto. But we'll see. Like, there's going to be some tough competition for both of those guys, I would say. You know, all that talk of people thinking, oh, Soto's not worth $500 million. He's not worth $400 million because of the slow start that he had. Like, I think those people have shut up. Like, they, they've, seen, they've seen how good Juan is. If you actually watch baseball, you knew how good Soto is. And you knew that he would turn it around eventually. It was just really frustrating that we hadn't really seen that with the Padres. Okay, I see. So I was with James earlier. If, if, if you're just tuning in here, James was talking about how I think he's getting limited hours at Petco. And he doesn't work for the Padres. He works for Delaware North, which is obviously at Padres games, but that's not the Padres directly. So, I again, I don't want to go too deep into this because I, I don't know, but I would think that Delaware North pays those employees, not the Padres. So I don't, I don't think that's a Padres issue. But maybe, I don't know. I don't know. KJ says, what are everyone's thoughts on Bogarts? You think he was damaged goods when he signed? No, I disagree with that. I have seen that a little bit too. I disagree. He knew about the wrist thing, and I don't see that as damaged goods. I see that as just something that happens, that or that has happened in the past for Bogarts, and a quarter zone shot got it out of the way, and he's been fine. I mean – Going into this offseason, right, where the Padres signed him, you look at the games played for Bogarts, and it's a lot of games. Even with the wrist stuff, like he posts 150 games last year, All-Star. 2021, 144 games, All-Star. 2019, 155 games, All-Star. Like, I don't think he was damaged goods going in. I just think it's unfortunate that he was hit by a pitch and, maybe damaged more on some slides in the second base where he was at short, making a tag. Uh, and it's too early to get another quarter zone shot. So it's just been unfortunate. No, I don't think he's been damaged goods. And again, it, it's way too early to be saying, oh, another Hosmer contract or another Rendon contract. 
like the Angels did with Rendon, it's too early with that. Come on. I'm not saying, KJ, by the way, I'm not saying you are saying that. I'm just saying those that say that, it's too early. It's too early. JD's third says, Ben, the city gets, he has a super chat here. Thank you, JD. Uh, ben, the city gets substantial amount of stadium ticket sales, which is why pay for stadium, not the owners. Teams, team gets a small percentage. Um, what are you, what are you saying? Don't the Padres own the Petco Park property, though? I'm not super familiar with that, but Padres. I thought in the Gallagher Square article that came out like a couple weeks ago, it said that the Padres own the, the property, right? Oh, wow. Okay. It says Padres 30%, San Diego 70%. Oh, that's Wikipedia, so it could be wrong. You know, it, it may not be totally updated. Uh, but if that's the case, okay, well, then the city gets some. But the Padres still get a lot from it. I mean, they're the team that's attracting these people. And all the sponsorships and all that, like, they get a lot of money. That's interesting, though. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't totally recognize that. 70-30? The city is 70%? Really? Interesting. All right. There's a lot of people in the chat here. I love you guys having the conversations and, you know, the back and forth. A lot hit on uh, today with the Padres and the financials and all that. Again, hopefully it does not get to this point where we have to continue talking about, oh, the Padres, they're in debt. Seidler lost a ton of money in 2023 because they missed the postseason. A.J. Preller got fired. Uh, you know, all these new changes. Hopefully we don't even have to get to that point because if that happens, this season was an absolute failure. Uh, but again, we're, we're a long way from it, right? I want to end this thinking positive. We are still 100 games we're 62 games in, 100 games left. There's still plenty of time for the Padres to turn this season around. It's not early, but there's still plenty of time. They can be a postseason team. They can still go win the World Series. They've got to be more consistent, though. That's for sure. J.D. Sert, I see the Super Chat here, says that taxpayers build these stadiums, not owners. Well, sometimes owners do, but that's also in some other sports, too. And this situation, I guess, was different. All right. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Talking Friars episode 411. You can follow myself at Talking Friars on Twitter and Instagram for the Padres content, non-Padres content at Ben Fadden SD on Twitter. Uh, baseball Struck, my baseball YouTube channel. Check that out. Uh, and subscribe to this YouTube channel if you have not already. San Diego Sports content, mostly Padres. Uh, another show after this Rocky series concludes over the weekend. Pre-game thoughts, post-game thoughts on this YouTube channel before every game, before and after every game. Um, and podcast platforms, make sure to give that a follow, and you can rate and review that if you want to. I appreciate all the support. Have a great night, everyone, and let's try to keep the faith. See ya.